Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest Jackie Burns. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. This episode is a special one because I have a guest host and a guest joining me. Say hello to Addison who's excited to announce our special guest. After making her Broadway debut in here, and today's guest went on to become the longest-running alphabet and Wicked on Broadway. She's also a Dina Manziel's standby in If Then on Broadway, and she took over the lead role in If Then on tour. Please welcome Jackie Burns. Oh my goodness! <laughs> For Halloween, when when in when in Halloween time? Yeah. And pink goes good with green. So I thought, let's make this weird. Let's make this fun. Let's throw on a wig. Why not? Why not? Why not? (laughs) How many wigs do you have now? (laughs) Two. Okay. (laughs) I feel like you have like, do you have like 10 order or something? No, I do need to order more though. Clearly. Cause like, I just have, I just have pink right now. Pink is what I'm very much into because I, as a dark haired girl, you can't really dye your hair unless you strip it to make yeah. it lighter. So I always am very jealous of all the girls that can like, all the blondes that can go dark and then go light and make pink and orange or blue. If I could, I would, but I would have to, my hair would fall out. Yeah, I have like black hair and people are like, do, do you ever wanna like dye your hair? I'm like, I don't think it'll work. <laughs> I mean, it would, but see, because my hair is naturally crazy curly too. So my hair's already like really, really dry. So like, if I were to bleach it, it with it being so dry, it would just fall out. Like you have like night, like your hair isn't like curly, curly. So like you, you could, I mean, it would damage it obviously oh, yeah. to the point where you like, your hair would fall out like mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I already played the damage my hair game in high school when I straightened it every day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was terrible. Never no. How are you right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, living the quarantine life, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. It's in the quarantine life. I don't know what's going on anymore. I, know. I don't know what day it is anymore. Me neither. <laughs> Agreed. I don't know. I'm like, was it Wednesday? Every day is the same. The weekend is the same as during the week because, you know, there's no gauge. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, is it still March? I don't know. I don't even know. What? No, it's October. It's October. <laughs> I only know my birthday month if I didn't know I'd be like I don't, I don't know yeah I was like wait Halloween is this is this Saturday I have to get a costume yeah that's yesterday. Been my wig. yesterday I was like that wait what are you gonna be for Halloween first it was almost at the end of my question but I'm gonna ask are we, are we starting yeah oh we started yay yeah. I just didn't know if we were just chatting um what do I want to be for Halloween um I, you, you, get, you have a plan <laughs> You know what's so funny? I never dress up for Halloween because like normally I'm doing a show and like you'd play dress up every day. So like Halloween always seemed like it's like it's my least favorite because I dress up every day anyways. Right. You know, so um, I I don't ever dress up, but I think this year I'll probably just wear a fun wig. Like that's all I really care about. I just want to wear wigs and, and feel ridiculous. So I love it. Yeah. I'll just well, be me, but with a wig. And it's like, it's the, it's the option that makes sense price-wise because I was looking online last night and they're all like $49 for a costume. 
Oh my God, really? No, yeah. Just get yourself a $19 wig from Amazon and call it a day. Yeah, it's like, uh, I, I can't pay that much for a costume. Yeah. If I were 10 or like, if I were Addison's age, she's on here, but she, her camera's off right now. She's gonna come in later. Then I'd be like, okay, I'll go all out because that's fun, but. Yeah, totally, I hear you. Okay, so next question. Have you always known that you wanted to be in theater and be a performer? Yes. Yes. And I, and I have to say, I do feel very lucky for that. I always, it was funny. My brother is um, younger than me and, uh, and seeing him have to like decide what he wants to be for the rest of his life is like a very arduous task. And, and I, I think that all performers probably feel very lucky because if you're called into the arts, it is a very visceral calling that like, it's what you were put on this earth to do because if you weren't that committed to it, it's too hard and you wouldn't do it, right? I mean, it's just like, there's too much mean rejection and, and ups and downs and uncertainty to like go in this, go down this path unless you live and die for it, right? So yes, since long story is, yes, I always, always, always wanted to be a performer. I knew that I wanted to be an actor as soon as I could talk and dance and sing and and you know I took my first dance lesson when I was three I was the star of itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini I killed killed yeah. that um yeah and I used to sing and I used to get up on the um the fireplace at my grandparents they had like a like a ledge and I used to like use it as my stage and like sing and dance to Michael Jackson's thriller that was like my jam and yeah <laughs> I feel very lucky that I it's like it chooses you and I feel very lucky but then it's been really hard in this pandemic where people are like oh we'll just find something else to do with your life and it's like no I know and I shouldn't have to it's like you know would you all of a sudden tell a doctor who's put how many years of schooling in and be like oh sorry there are no doctor positions anymore so go find something else to do with your life it's like what absolutely not so that's been very frustrating that the arts don't seem to be getting the um the credit where credit is due and 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 I, I hope that society starts to realize that the arts are just as important as everything else and it just as hard and just as it takes just as much skill and training and and we get the respect we all deserve right yeah no it, I mean totally like people don't understand that like we need the arts in this society to function honestly yes. Could you imagine if during this pandemic we had no music and no art and no TV and no Netflix? I mean, like, no paintings to look at, nothing. Like, come on. No books. No, it's like the, the, the arts is what feeds our soul. I'd go absolutely crazy. And you all have trained, like, for this profession. And so it's like, it's not like you just, like, went into this profession without any, like, training and without going yeah. to college for it. Exactly. And, and still train. I mean, like I still take voice lessons every week. I still am in acting class every week. It's like, it's not something that all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I'm good at this. And you just stop. It's like an, it's a constant process of you constant. I mean, even the big stars still train and still, you know what I mean? It's like, it's never ending. So yeah, we deserve a lot more credit. Yes. <laughs> speaking of training, you went to school in Connecticut. We did. Well, how was your experience? college experience like and what was your biggest takeaway from college biggest takeaway from college is college is wasted on the youth <laughs> because you were god if I could go back to college now 
I would kill it. But like, you know, you go to college when you're 17 or 18 and you're just like so excited to be out of your parents' house and like living your best life that, I mean, I did well at school, but I didn't pay attention in the way that I really should have. I was too busy, like wanting to go out and like go to the bar with my friends and, you know, go shopping and go to a party and go out with boys and like, you know, have fun. So my biggest takeaway from college was Jackie, you should have paid attention a little bit more. So, cause it's very expensive for your parents or for you. So like pay attention, everybody who's watching, because you're going to look back and be like, oops. Um, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So that was my biggest takeaway is I should have paid attention more. I, I totally feel that <laughs> I'm so ADHD that like, I feel like during college for me, like the, paying attention was out the window yeah yeah well but we're just so young it's just such a young it's again going yeah. back to like you were like do you always knew you were going to be a performer it's like it's a lot of pressure to put on our young kids of like your 17 18 year old is like figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life and it's like oh my god that's a lot of pressure and that's like a lot of it's a lot you know and people get worried they can't change majors during college too well then if you do and it's like my brother changed majors and then it's like a whole nother year of school which is a whole another lot of money yeah or the or guilt you. yeah and then you've you got guilt like oh my god now i have a whole other year my poor parents have to pay or i have to pay and it's like it's just a it's a lot of pressure i i personally think yes it, it is and then uh speaking of a lot of pressure i feel like you made your broadway debut in hair which like that's like that's huge to make a broadway debut at any time honestly for people it's what a thousand performers dream of each day totally so, do you remember the day you made your broadway debut and what it was like i do I remember it was very cool. Hair was very cool because it was a lot of ours Broadway debut. Like most of the company, it was most of the companies. I'd say at least half of the company was their Broadway debut. So the energy of opening this new show, brand new, like, you know, it was a revival, but like, you know, the, the, the opening this new revival with half of the company being their Broadway debut, the energy was so palpable and there was just like the gifts. Oh my God. It was so crazy. Everybody's dressing room was like a flower. Like it was like, we were in a florist. I've never seen more flowers in my life. It was so cool. And also just like, so my parents, we all got, you know, allowed to bring people. So my, my parents came and my best friend and her sister and her dad came like, who are like my other family. And more than anything, getting to see like the excitement of my parents, like their little girl, a you know, accomplishing her dream and, and making her debut on Broadway in this brand new show. So it's like, not a show that's already been running. It's like this huge, and it was like the talk of the town because we had like a huge run at the public theater, you know, and so everybody was like falling in love with it. So there was a lot of buzz already behind the show and the show itself has so much buzz because it's such a flipping amazing show. Um, so I think that was the most like thing that I remember the most is like, seeing the pride of my mom and dad, just like, just so excited. To, like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it was really beautiful. And my dad was hilarious at the opening night party. Like he, he danced like nobody's oh. business. He was like, oh, he owned that dance floor. Like nobody's it, business. It was, he was the star. <laughs> he was the real star. <laughs> I feel like I had dad content content back then like oh my god I mean my dad is basically an internet sensation let's be honest basically basically for sleeping, 
first, if anybody who doesn't know me or doesn't follow me, I basically, my whole dad contact is <laughs> my dad sleeping like this. <laughs> it's the best. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. He's out. It's a mood. People are like, is he narcoleptic? Is there something wrong with him? They're like, no. No. He's just a very relaxed human being. I wish I could be that relaxed. I wish I could be that carefree, but I'm uh, too, like high strung. Yeah, me too. It takes me four hours to go to sleep at night. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> Men are so lucky. I feel like that's my dad too. They really are. Yeah. Jerks. It's not fair. Before I move off of your Broadway debut in hair, do you have a most memorable moment from being in the show? Um, God, there's so many. Honestly, I think the, forget about just Broadway. It was when I got the show itself um, for the, the public, uh, the Shakespeare in the Park. It was that defining moment. I was like, oh, this is a, this is a life-changing job. Like I knew that that job getting that job put me in a place of then then people being like okay we can hire her you know because I think like the biggest problem it's like this it's like you don't have any waitering waitressing experience and you're like okay but I can't get waitress waitressing experience unless you give me this waitressing job right so it's like the same thing with Broadway it's like oh we like you but like you don't have any Broadway experience so like we don't know how you are to work with type of thing so it, you just need that one person to be like okay, we, we, we're going to take a chance on you. Right. And like, and then everybody else is like, oh, okay, great. Then they took a chance and we can't like, you know, she's, you know, it's okay. Right. You gotta, it's so I just knew that that was my finally somebody being like, okay, we're going to take a chance. And then everything else like fell into place, you know, then it was like, then I was getting the auditions that I had always wanted to get. And I was getting in the rooms that I'd always wanted to get into because finally somebody had said yes. Right. And it, it's so I just remember calling my parents and be like, I got this show and I'm telling you, this is a, this is a career changer. And I was right, you know, cause I yeah. knew. And then it, I didn't even know it was going to Broadway at that point. Like none of us did. Um, but it was really, it was really very cool and special. And then it was really fun because while I was doing that show in the park, all these girls, all the girls in my dressing room were going in for this new show, Rock of Ages. And I was like, I want to go in for that show. That sounds so cool. You know, like pop rock. I could totally sing that. And I remember like calling my agent so much and being like, I'd like to get in. And they're like, yeah. And I had a smaller agent at the time. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get you in. We'll get you in. And like, finally, like two, like two or three weeks later, I finally got an audition. Everything was cast besides one part. Um, it was meant to be. Huh? It was meant to be. Meant to be. And so it was very exciting because then I, I booked that too. And then it was so fun to be able to like, all of a sudden I'm doing double duty and I'm performing hair at night and I'm uh, rehearsing this brand new show, Rock of Ages during the day. And it was, it was a very like New York fabulous, like working actress, you know, young in her twenties, like living her best life. Um, like dreams come true, surreal summer. It was a very, 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 very cool summer for me. And I like that you brought up how, uh, how like you were working two jobs at once basically, because I feel like a lot of people don't know that like, while someone is in a show, they're also maybe workshopping another show. Yeah, a lot of the times that's what's happening and it's a lot and it's exhausting, but like, so fun. I mean, it's it gets more exhausting the older you get. I've now done that later in my life and it's like, not like I'm 80 or anything, but like, <laughs> it's much easier when you're in your 20s, that's for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, even in your twenties though, it can be exhausting. <laughs> Absolutely. I was totally tired, but then you're just so young and hungry and so happy that you're like, I don't care. I can run on two hours of sleep, you know? Adrenaline. Yeah, totally. And then you got cast as Alpha and Wicked. So what was the casting process like for a role such as Alpha? Um, so uh, I went in four times. Um, and again, I was doing a show at Paper Mill Playhouse. I was doing Smokey Joe's at Paper Mill Playhouse. And that schedule is cool because you have two days off, you have Monday and Tuesday offs, and then you have Wednesday night is your first show, like back. And then you have two, uh, when do you have two, sh two shows on Thursday? And then you have one show Friday and then two shows Saturday and two shows Sunday. So it's like a lot, but it's cool to have those like two and a half days ish off, you know? So I had gone in the first time I had gone in, I think it was on Tuesday and I went in, uh, for, uh, Lisa, who is the associate director and Craig, um, who was the casting director. And I went in for them and, um, you, everybody gets the alpha of a packet. And it's always for some reason at like 10 AM in the morning, you're always like belting defying gravity at like 10 AM at some ungodly hour that you're like, this is mean, you know, um, every single audition I had, the four auditions were all at 10 in the morning. I was like, you guys suck. That's just mean. Um, Anyway, so I went in on that Tuesday and then, oh, and then on when, then the next day on Wednesday, I went in and had um, another audition with Stephen Aremus, who is the vocal supervisor, um, music supervisor. And then again with Lisa, who's the assistant director and the casting director. So then I had the three of them. And it was funny because um, you only sing, you sing Define Gravity from the like, you know, that part, that's where you start Define Gravity. And then with Wizard and I, you start from Unlimited to the end. So you're not singing the whole songs, you're just singing like, you know, the big parts of it at it. Yeah. So I finished singing Wizard and I, and Steven comes over and he's like, okay, great, great, so good, okay. And then starts giving me notes and I'm like feverishly writing down all the notes. Like, okay, yeah, 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 you know, I'm like writing it all down. And by the time he finished, I swear to God, I had gotten more notes, given more notes than I had actually sung. Like I was like, and he saw my face cause I was like, oh God. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting this. And he was like, no, but you're doing really good. You're doing really good. And I was like, really? Cause I, okay, sure. Um, so then, and then I had, an, then my next callback was on Friday. Um, and I had to have that like early-ish in the morning. Cause I think I had two shows. I don't remember. I just remember it was like really, really early. And I had like an hour work session with Lisa, the assistant director, um, associate director. And it was just like her going over, like, she was like, okay, you have to do this here. This is what this is. And just like coaching me on the material. Um, and then my final callback was Monday at 10 AM after doing that five show weekend and getting home. I think I got home Sunday night at like, you get home from New Jersey and then get home like to your apartment at like one in the morning. And then I had to get up at like eight to warm up to get, you know, to go to your final callback. And um, I feel like I'm fixing my bangs like they're mine. Nah. <laughs> I fix my hair, hold on. <laughs> I fixed my real hair. Um, and then I was, there was three of us that auditioned and I was the last of the three. And it was for everyone, you know, it was for Joe Montello, who wrote, was the director and Steven Schwartz, who wrote the music and and David Stone, the producer. And, and then the same like Steven Remus and, it was like, you know, like there was like 15 people in the yeah. room as there always is. You always walk in and you're like, 
Oh, God. Um, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. And then, yeah, and then you do the three songs, I'm Not That Girl, Define Gravity, Wizard and I, and then the two scenes, the cub scene with Fierro and the fallen house scene with um, Glinda. And uh, I got into the elevator and the reader who was in my audition, she got into the elevator and she just looked over me. She was like, you did really good. And I was like, thank you. I was like, thank you so much. And I left and got on the subway and got off the train. And I literally, it was like 20 minutes, half hour tops. My phone started ringing and I was, it was my agents. And I was like, no way, there's no way. And usually, just so you know, this always happens where like you have a really big audition and you're like waiting for your agents to call you and you never hear from your agents. And it just happens that your agents call you when you think they're calling to tell you that you got a job and they're just like calling to be like, oh, you got another audition. And you're like, I never hear from you. And now I think you're calling to tell me I booked it and I didn't book it. Right. So I was like, there's no way. And I picked up the phone and uh, my agent was like, uh, hi, is this Alphaba? And I was like, <laughs> I was like what? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> very exciting. And then I couldn't get a hold of anyone. And um, it was very frustrating. I like my boyfriend at the time had gone surfing, called him. He didn't pick up. My mom, I called her. She didn't pick up. She was at work. My dad didn't pick up. My two best girlfriends didn't pick up. So I was left for like an hour to be like, <sighs> nobody around to celebrate. And then by the time they called me, it had been an hour and I had screamed around my house for an hour. And I was like, oh yeah, I booked Alphaba. Like, Bleh. and then they were all screaming. And I was like, well, you know what? You should have been there for me like an hour ago when I was really going through it. Yeah. When you were celebrating. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and then the exact same thing happened to me when I got Alphaba on, on Broadway. So I had gotten the tour first. And then at the, like, towards the end of my tour, Joe and Steven, they all flew out to Florida where I was, was doing the tour and watched the show. It was like my audition for Broadway. And I found out the next day my agents called me. I was in Fort Lauderdale. I was on the beach. It was very fabulous. And oh I was so excited. They were like, who's the next Broadway Alphaba? And I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> And then again, called everybody and nobody picked up. And I was like, what the F? Yeah. The, the lesson here is that your friends and family need to pick up the phone. <laughs> like pay attention to me more. Yes. Come on. Come on. Very important. It's ridiculous. And then I have Addison here to ask you a few questions that she wants to ask. Hi. Do you like my wig? I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I had a wig last year for Halloween. You did? What what color was it? It was purple. Yes, I, that's what I need. I gotta get a purple one. Thank yeah. you. Now I know. You should be a unicorn for Halloween with that wig. I should be a unicorn. How would yeah. I like get a just get a unicorn? Just thing? get a headband. Yeah. A toilet paper tube, and then with the toilet paper tube, just glue it together and put it on the thing, and put it on the headband. Done. He's a genius. I hope everybody heard that because like that's a that's a tip. Headband and the toilet paper. So cheap. Too. What a genius. Addison's helping me with my costume. Thank you, Addison. You're welcome. Unicorn, it's coming. Yes. Unicorns. Give me so, your hard-hitting journalism. I'm ready. Yeah, Addison okay. has three questions. The first one is. What's the most important quality a person who plays alphabet and tours almost eight times a week needs to have? That's a really good question. Um, 
you have to have confidence in yourself that you can do it eight times a week and not get in your head and psychologically um, do psychological warfare on yourself. I definitely did that when I first took it over. I didn't believe enough in myself that I was capable of doing it. Um, and as I got older, I finally, you know, was able to believe in myself. And I think if you believe in yourself, you've been given the role for a reason, right? Every single woman that's playing this role got put through her steps as I told, you know, my story of the auditioning. They wouldn't have given you the role if you can't do it. So I think the thing that gets in all of our ways is the mental, it's, it's, it's a mental game, you know? That's a, it's a really hard, really, really, really hard role and it can make you crazy if you will let it. So I think having that mental toughness is the, the best quality that you can have to play that role. Yes, love it. Okay. Addison. <laughs> so far, <Next> one. <laughs> The next one is, what's been your favorite Wicked memory? Oh God, Addison! Time you saw Alphaba in a play. Wait, what? When was the first time you saw Alphaba in a play? When I I actually saw the originals when I first graduated from college, and it was still to this day one of the most magic, magical theater experiences I've ever had. I, the second the orchestra started, I started to cry, and I'm not a big crier. Although I am now in the pandemic, I seem to cry all the time. But um, but before pre-pandemic, I was not a big crier, and things never, you know, like I like things, but nothing ever to the point. I've never been very fanatical about things. I'm very much like, oh, cool, it's here. Oh, it's not. Okay, great. You know, take it or leave it. Um, but it it just this rush of emotion the second the orchestra started. I was like, I knew that we were experiencing something really special, and. And then the second Adina and Alphaba, you know, came on, it was like, what? And singing those songs, like they, it was new for a woman to be belting, even like, it's like, it took it to a whole new level. And you're like, that Wizard and I, having an 11 o'clock number five minutes on to being on stage was like something crazily unheard of. And then she has like eight more of those 11 o'clock numbers in that role. It just was like, and I knew that I wanted to play that role someday. And so then getting to be able to play it was like dreams come true. Think about how many thousands and thousands of young girls want to play that role. And so, and are all worthy. And there are so many people that are that talented. It really comes down to just like luck half the time, right? I mean, yes, you have to be super talented, but like, so to be able to do it and, 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 get my dream was, is just very, I'm very um, humbled and, and happy and honored that I got to play this iconic role. And then I get to meet so many people that I never would have ever met before. Right. And it's like, yeah. so it, like it, it, it's never stops like ceasing to amaze me. Yeah. It's such a wonderful show. And Addison's last question is really good. Okay. If you could play any other character in Wicked, which one would you want to be? It's a good question. Well, let me like, if I'm honest, like I would love to be one of those fierce dancer girls because like when they're like kicking their faces and I love the Ozdas dancing. I just think it's some of the coolest choreography and dancing ever and their costumes are amazing. And they're so sexy and slinky and amazing. And they do these cool lifts. I would love to be able to do that. I could never do that, but like in a, 
in this fantasy world, I would be one of the fierce dancer girls that like is owning it. Yes. You guys thought I'd be like, Nessa or Glinda, no. That's what I would want to be too, but I can't dance. So like- Neither, But this is our fantasy. And I love the costume. So that's why I want to like be in that scene because like the costumes are amazing. Yeah. That's what I ordered an outfit that looked like the costume for uh, Lily's party last year. <laughs> yes, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was, I felt like I was in the number. So it was my dream come true. And I think Addison might have one more question, but I'm not sure that she thought of. Yes, you should definitely get a blue wig. Okay. <laughs> it's more of a comment, but you should definitely get a blue wig. Not a purple one, a blue one? Well, you should get, you should get like all the colors. I should, right? Aren't they great? Rainbow, you should get a rainbow one. I should, and, and then like, and I'll just okay. protect my real hair. Yes. Would you believe that this is my real hair? I did for a second, but then you pointed <laughs> out that it wasn't. Oh my God, that makes me feel so good. So I did fool you even for a second? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Love that. I tried to dye it pink. We're matching though. Like our, that, your headband and my hair totally, they look exactly the same to me. You were twins. planned it. We're twinning. And didn't tell me to wear pink. Sorry. Don't you know on, it's today Wednesday? On Wednesdays we wear pink. Yeah. It makes sense. Hello. Missed the memo. Don't you know your musical theater trivia? Yeah. I also love the movie Mean Girls, so like, disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed in myself. And then, uh, if Addison has more questions later on, I'm, I'll let her ask away. Great. But I'll get to some more questions that I have. Okay, so Wicked is a show that's been around since 2003. Why do you, why do you think it's done so well and is so special to people? Um, I think that A, they keep the show in really good running shape. They care very deeply about the show and they still rehearse it like nobody's business. So I think that that um, the running of the show is still impeccable. Like it's still like it just started. Um, so I think that is one reason. And then the other reason, the show itself is amazing. And it speaks to everybody on a different level, but mostly for women, I mean, you have two women as the lead, which is very rare, um, if ever, and everybody in their life has felt like an outsider. There's not one person in the world that hasn't had a moment where they felt like they don't belong, or they don't know where they fit in, or, you know, it's, it's, we all struggle with, you know, our own self-esteem and our confidence and getting to see the underdog succeed is, is magical and makes us all feel good because we have all been the underdog, you know? So, uh, the celebration of the underdog is why I think that it is still to this day so prevalent because those themes will never go away, sadly, if you're human. Yeah. It, it stays relevant every year and, like if anything gets even more relevant. Yeah. Give me fixing my my wig. <laughs> Wait, hold. <laughs> oh, I fix my wig. Okay, thank you. Like it's real. <clears throat> I mean, it almost fooled Addison. So. <laughs> Thanks, Addison. 
<laughs> and then you were talking about singing uh, Defying Gravity and Wizard and I at like 10 a.m. during auditions and how hard it is to like sing those songs that early in the morning. But like in general, I feel like it's hard to sing those songs. So how do you have enough stamina and breath control to sing uh, songs like that? So it's just, you know, like any kind of muscle, um, it's just about building up your muscle. So like, you know, you get stronger. It's funny, like you get stronger as time goes on, right? So like in the beginning, it is like hard and it is arduous and then you get it in your body and you build up your, you build up your muscle, just like, you know, going to the gym every day and like your bicep just gets stronger and stronger, your voice gets stronger and stronger and your, and you, you know, your body gets stronger and you get used to the, the, the pressure that you're putting it under. And so you know, it's, it's just about persevering through it and then you get stronger. Um, and, and knowing your limitations, that's the other thing. It's like knowing that like what I did the last time I did it on Broadway to the very first time I did it on Broadway, we were totally different because I didn't have, I wasn't as strong as I was the second time. So like the first time I did it on Broadway, I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't do any workshops during the day. I couldn't go out and talk and like hang out and like drink even have a glass of wine, you know, with dinner, not like drink a lot, but you know, even how, cause it would just swell my cords. And I, you know, all I could handle was doing the show. Um, and then as I got older, I, you know, my body changed and I grew and figured things out and was able to have more of a life. Um, but you still just have to like, listen to what your body is telling you. If your body's saying, you know, Hey, you need a break, take a break. Right. You know? Um, so yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to like know the, your limits and know yourself. And I mean, but like still it amazes me that like you go on stage like eight times or you went on stage eight times a week and sung all those songs like you did. Thank you. <laughs> what was your favorite song to sing? Everybody always asks me that. And it's always a really hard thing to say. And I, and it, I truly, it truly does change. Um, but if I were to say like, cause sometimes I'm like obsessed with singing wizard nice. Sometimes I'm obsessed with singing. I'm that girl. No, you know, you're obsessed yeah. with um, you're obsessed with for good or whatever. But I say like overall, no good deed is my favorite thing to sing. But yeah. maybe it's because I really can tap into anger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Cause Alpha goes off in that scene. <laughs> I do love a good breakdown, you know? Love that. And then what's a fun fact about getting green that people wouldn't know necessarily? That you get wet, uh, wet willies every day, sometimes twice a day. So, you know, you literally have a cold, wet paintbrush in your ear because they have to get all the way in. So it's not like they're just like painting your ear. No, they go inside your ear. So every day you get a cold, wet paintbrush, wet willy of green paint shoved down your ear canal. Um, so. That's not very glamorous. Nobody Love it. That. Yeah. Have you ever like been like, can I not keep the green on <laughs> between shows? Like I know she gets, uh, it changes. Yeah. So that's a pro like everybody always says that. It's like, wouldn't it be great if you just stay green in between shows? And I'd be like, it would, but you can't because you are young in the first act and then you're older in the second act and your whole, the whole makeup plot changes. Like the, 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 the one of the things that is so hard about playing Alphabet is that you never get any time to yourself and you never get like, once you get into that building, you are sitting down in the chair 
and you're sitting there for the 30 to 40 minutes before you step foot on stage with somebody in your face painting you somebody you know pin curling and putting your wig on and and then you go on and you don't stop for the whole act one and then the second you get down from the levitator from doing defying gravity you get to basically pee for five seconds and then you sit right back down in that chair all during intermission all during most of the beginning of um the opening of act two uh good news and not good news um what's it called <laughs> thank god, thank god having a brain fart it's not my song so i don't know but like and you sit back down and they repaint you and they repaint your green and they smoke out your cheeks and they make your eyebrows thicker and they smoke out your eye and give you a smoky eye they contour everything they give you a darker lip so you don't have any time to yourself ever it's never any downtime of just like getting to kiki with everybody and like have a you know like have a cookie and then like go back on stage it's like it's all business and then the same thing you finish the show and while everybody gets to just like kind of like throw off their wig and like put on their clothes and go it's like and now you gotta start the degreenifying you know? <laughs> like it's exhausting because it's like it's very so it's very segregating being alphabet it's like really 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 hard and the fact that you don't get to spend a lot of time with the cast because you are by yourself all the time and when you do spend time with the cast on stage they hate you basically so it it can it can be really hard at first um on the psyche of you as a human you know yeah. There's a lot of pointing at Alpha during the show, like angry yelling. A lot of angry yelling, pointing. Everyone hates, you know, like she's misunderstood. People are not very nice. So when you think about that, it's like a, a lot to put an actor through and the fact that, like, just a lot of pressure. And that's what I meant about having the mental toughness of being like, I can do this. I believe in myself and like having enough strength to like, push through and realize it's just a show they don't really hate me <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you think you're like Elfba speaking of that and how do you think you're different from Elfba that's a good question how do I think I'm like Elfba I think I'm like Elfba where um I wear my heart on my sleeve and what you see is what you get with me and I don't hold anything back I just blurt anything out and just like alphabet like once once she goes on a tangent like it's like that's it you know no holds <laughs> hold it back um and i'm very much like alphabet with the, my love of animals i love animals so much um as you as you know Same. sweet baby um i do think that uh i don't know if i'd be as tough as um Alphabet is. Alphabet is a tough cookie to make that decision of having all of your dreams could come true and shunning them to do what is right and, and, and like live by yourself and have people hunting you and being all by yourself, cold and like, you know, <laughs> what she, the fight that she fights for, for what is right and what is true and what is good. I don't think many people have that kind of strength. I'd like to think I do, but like when push comes to shove, I don't know. Would I be tempted if somebody was like, you could be the biggest movie star in the entire world if you just ignore the fact that like over there something maybe a little bad is happening, you know? It's like, uh, you wanna say that you'd be like, yeah, no, forget it. I don't wanna be the richest, most wonderful movie star in the entire world. But like, I, also yeah, it's like, I would like to say yes, and I think that I would, but I don't know unless I was put in that position. Yeah, <laughs> makes yeah. sense. And then 
I asked you that I've asked you this question before, but if you could dream cast people opposite you for the Wiccan movie, what would it be? Well, already I'm dreaming because I'm in the Wicked movie. Okay. That's yeah. We're just gonna go along with the fact that you're gonna that you're gonna be in it. So like great. So I'm Alpha in the Wicked movie. So like my biggest dream has come true. Okay, great. Who <laughs> I want to be uh like a movie star? Like anyone. I mean, like I've had, I, I love all of the people I've done the show with. So I couldn't pick one of them because like, I would want all of them. So I, I don't, I would have to like pick movie stars that I think would be funny to do it along with because I can't, I can't choose between Kara and Amanda and, and Chandra and Allie. Like they're all like brilliant. Like, you know, like I'd be lucky to have any of them. Uh, so let's see, I would, who would be a funny Glinda? We would rewrite the movie and have three Gwendas. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I think it would be funny. I think that, I think Anna Kendrick would be really funny as Glinda. I know people think of her as Alphaba, but I think she'd be a really funny Glinda. Um, yes, sass. I, yeah, I think she'd be like funny and quirky and sassy. And I think she has a beautiful voice. Um, I don't know. Who would I want to be my Fiero? Well, he's not really age appropriate, but neither am I. So like, I would want Chris Evans to be my Fiero because he's my number one all day, every day. Um, and he actually saw me in Wicked the first time I did it and I didn't get to meet him and I was very upset about it. So, I'd be <laughs> <laughs> like, we had met, we, he would have, we would have fallen in love and like, you know, then obviously, you know, it would be a different thing, but he missed out. So Chris, call oh. me. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, hello. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, going off of, moving off of Wicked, you were also uh, an If Then, you were also Standby for Idina on Broadway, and then you went on to be the lead on the tour. What was, uh, first of all, what was your the first time you went on for Idina like? Well, the first time I went on, I went on mid-show um and I had never had a rehearsal um so it was pretty scary um <laughs> because I had never you know put on the costumes or done any of the quick changes or heard the orchestra live you know like I'd only heard it over the speaker in my dressing room with Adina singing so like I had never heard the orchestrations without somebody singing them um never been in the lights and like on the turntable and acted with the actors you know other actors so it was very overwhelming and I found out five minutes before I was going on and so I didn't really have time to prepare and like get ready um so that was pretty scary and I was really really afraid that everyone was gonna like boom me off the stage I definitely had made it up in my head that people were gonna viscerally hate me so I was very scared to go on and it was actually really lovely that like this the um act two starts with this song called walking by a wedding and they were like they made this you know announcement they're like you know ladies and gentlemen for the remainder of the performance the role of elizabeth will be played by jackie burns and i thought it was gonna be like Bow! you know what i mean and like freaking out and i was like just like preparing myself i was like it's gonna be okay like you're just gonna and everybody was like Bow! like clap and I was like and I walked out on stage and people were still clapping and I was like oh my god thank you so much because <laughs> I was so scared I was already so scared because I was like I don't know what I'm doing I hope I remember my lines I've never 
rehearse this. Normally you have a put in before you go on, but we were still in previews. So nobody in the world thought that Adina would be going out. She just got so sick that she couldn't, you know, vocally finish. Um, and then I ended up going on for the rest of the week. Um, so it was great. Then I, it, I had my put in in front of thousands of people. <laughs> great. But if anyone could have done that, I mean, thank you. It was, it was a lot. I definitely, you know, I, it was me getting through it. It was not the most nuanced performance I've ever given. It definitely got better, but um, I definitely, you know, I didn't stop the show and ruin it. So that's good. And I'm sure that I know actually, cause I know Broadway fans are like this. I know that like people would probably come to see you specifically the day you were on because they knew you were on later on. Totally. It was really lovely. Yes, it was, I actually, all my worst fears of like getting booed and like people hating me were all made. It just goes to show you what, what you make up in your head is so much worse than the reality and usually not even close to what the truth is. Like why, I don't know why we as humans do that to ourselves, why we make something, we just like assume that like, oh no, they hate me or this person like, you know, and it's like, it's not real. You know, it's like we make this and we, and we put ourselves through such craziness for no reason and then it ended up being wonderful and I had yeah. the best time and I mean I'm not going to say that there weren't some people that got annoyed to see me but then by the time they watched the show after they're like oh you were really good like oops we didn't know and I was like thank you so much you know yeah, yeah. it's the best it's like when someone leaves not expecting to see someone on but then leave like a fan of that person yeah, exactly it happens so much in theater which is why theater is such a beautiful thing mm -hmm. I feel like and then for uh, most of it, if then uh, you're switching between two different characters, what's it like, how do you uh, distinguish, how did you make character choices that helped the audience know, like besides the glasses changing, uh, whether you were Liz or Beth? So it's a good question. Um, you are the same human. And so what I thought about is how different, the different circumstances that I was living in changed me as a human. So like if me, Jackie Burns was uh, all of a sudden, you know, moved to Hawaii and no longer was an actor and was like madly in love and like had two kids, I physically, I, you know, I physically would feel differently and my life would be at a different rhythm. You know what I mean? Like Hawaii, I'd probably be a lot more like chill and like everything would be kind of like slowed down and like I'd be drunk on love and happy. And where if I just was still in New York and like grinding it out to be an actress, like what would my tempo, my cadence be? How would I, would I speak differently? Would I speak faster? Would I be like on the go? You know what I mean? Rather than in Hawaii where it's like, oh, you know, everything kind of just happens or whatever. So I explored that with Liz and Beth is that, you know, their two lives is like one is career driven, one is love different and where, you know, how that affects you, you know, like in one world, you're going to be wearing, you know, like business attire and, you know, it's going to be meeting after meeting and the pressure and like, does that pressure change your body? And does that, so those are the things that I tried to bring in to differentiate these two characters that were the same woman but just in different circumstances. How long did it take you, did it take most audience members to like come up like and be like, I got it, like the plot of the show? I have no idea. I know, I definitely know that like my parents who ended up loving the show more than anything I've ever done, that's their favorite thing I've ever done. Um, they were like, I definitely, it was like this 
third time that they were like, oh my God, this show is brilliant. I finally get everything and it's, oh my God. Like they liked it the first two times, but they were still like, oh wait, what? Huh? I missed this, I got this, you know? And, and that's what I thought was so genius about it is that you could watch the show over and over again and get something different every single time. It's like, oh wait, what? You have so many aha moments. Yes. That's why I love live theater because again, like, it, like you realize different things every time. Totally. Depending on like your mood, anything. Yeah. Or like how an actor says something. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of like how an actor goes about playing a role, uh, how do you make a char character your own? How do you make a character your own? Um, well, I mean like you are who you are, right? So like your, your personality is and your, your being are, you're going to, bring that to whatever character that you're doing right so like it's gonna be you because only you are you so you know you're gonna it's it's innately gonna be your own because it's on you right um and I think the biggest thing is just being true to like you and rather than trying to emulate somebody else's thing because that's already been done so it's not going to be interesting to see somebody else's performance on you because then it's just seeing a cheap version of somebody else through you, right? So um, I think it's really important, like when I was standing by and if then, as an example, like I tried to stay very true to Adina's Elizabeth because that's, I think the fairest to the other actors. I don't think it's fair for me to go on stage and all of a sudden have this crazy different performance and then leave these actors that are used to something have to be like, now adjust to me. Yeah. Um, because that's not fair and that's not my that's not my job my job is to like plug in when need be for another human but then when it was my role then it was my chance to find what i wanted to bring to the role find my moments find how you know if they were different or not and and i think crafting that is like going through and doing your homework and being a good actor of like figuring out like what are the circumstances? How do I feel about the people I'm on stage with? How do they make me feel? How do I feel about them? And, and where have I been in my life? And, and, you know, it's just, it's crafting those moments and getting really specific about everything that you feel and you're in the world around you. And it's gotta be so rewarding when people are like, you're my favorite in this role or something. <laughs> it totally is. But then you have to remember that to everyone's favorite, you're someone's least favorite. So like, you can't ever get too excited. <laughs> I mean, well, if you're anyone's least favorite, they need to get their ears checked. I mean, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, ju I'm just saying. <laughs> of course. And then, uh, I mean, you were set to do a show in spring. Are you allowed to say anything about? Yeah, so there is a show called Walk on the Moon that um, was a movie and uh, that they turned into a musical and they've been working on it for a while now. Um, I think like a good 10 years they've been working on it and it's... Uh, such a good script and the music is so good and the people attached are amazing the director is amazing the producers are the coolest and um i'm really excited to get to do it whenever we get to do it now it's been postponed to november uh it was it was march and now it's november um i do hope i think that i definitely think that it will get a life um and and they have the highest aspirations for it uh for it to like go to broadway and 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 i I hope that it does. And I think that it it's a beautiful piece of theater that needs to be done. Um, and I'm very excited to go on that journey whenever the pandemic lets us. Oh, pandemic. 
Speak, speaking of when the pandemic lets us, how do you think live theater will be different when it's able to come back? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't, I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I don't know. I, I know things are going to be different because they have to be different and we have to wrap our heads around the fact that it, it's not going to be the same and that's going to be jarring in itself. Um, I don't know, you know, a lot of shows have to run at capacity to, to stay open and, you know, I don't know if there'll be as many options for shows. I don't think that our economy will be able to um, support a lot of shows with there not being the tourism that there normally is. Uh, I think it's going to take a while for Broadway to get back to its heyday. And I think that is really stressful and sad and nerve wracking, but I know it will be back. And I just think that we need to get ready that it's going to be a slow and steady progression to back to where as strong as it was and thriving as it was. Um, but that's the only thing I really think. And I think that there'll be a lot of theater now uh, regionally because, you know, we can do it outside. And I think touring and regional theater is going to be a big booming uh, way for theater to live theater to come back, which is also super exciting. This is all making me, it's all making me sad for like the people who are just graduating with like degrees. And yes, it's really, really sad, really sad. And then you've been, uh, I want you to be able to promote uh, your uh, lessons that you're doing with people because you're teaching right now. I am teaching right now. And it's it's honestly the thing that gets me through this pandemic. I'm having the best time. I have the most amazing students. Most, their talent is crazy. And then they're also the most amazing humans. Um, so it's been super rewarding to get to experience students in a way that I normally wouldn't be able to like you know I have some students in Puerto Rico and Hawaii and in and, and Washington and you know it's just like Seattle and it's like oh my god or Chicago where I never would have been able to meet these people or Florida I mean it's like when I think about all the different places that I get to meet humans is very very cool um so I am loving teaching and the talent is out of this world and getting to just be creative and have that creative connection has been life-saving in this pandemic for me. And I'm sure they tell you when they get roles and stuff in here. So they're, they're all, I mean, they're all like slated to be the next star. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to ride along and watch. If people want to sign up for lessons, are you taking new people now? Yeah. Or Actually, I do. I have, I have a few spaces and, and, and just DM me on Instagram or it's in my, it's actually in my link in my bio. Um, you can just link in on it and put your information and it'll be, it's super easy. And I lowered all of my prices because of the pandemic, because I, we're all struggling. And, um, I just, I really want to do it more, not as much for the money as I just love doing it. So, um, yeah, so I like literally cut everything in half and it's been so fun. It's been so fun. I'll put the link to oh, thank you. the email address in the description of this. And if you're lucky, maybe I'll wear a wig for your lesson. Like you yeah. don't know. Surprise. Maybe you'll have like 10 wigs by then. Fingers crossed. And then uh, uh, what's your social media so people can follow you on social media? And I think Addison wants to say one thing shortly. Do you know my social media? I do know your social media. Great. Can you tell me? Jackie Burns NYC. Thank you. I never remember. So like, <laughs> thanks, Becca. 
on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> exactly. You're like, what is my social media? <laughs> I don't know. How, do you not never log out? No. <laughs> I don't know. I have oh. no idea. Oh, we no. met. I have no idea. Oh no. Uh, and then I think Addison thought of one thing that she wants to say. Great. Real quick. My last question is, is there a favorite cast member of yours that you would want to work with again? All of them. <laughs> what if you had to choose one? I wouldn't. That's mean. Would you want, would you want, would you, I, that's a mean thing to say because then if I pick one, then everybody else feels bad. True. <laughs> and you don't want to make people feel bad, right? That's true. I wouldn't want that. What if somebody I worked with, they asked that question and they didn't pick me, I'd be like crying in the corner. Like, why did they pick me i thought we loved each other they'd be like we do and i'm like no but clearly not enough yeah like you didn't pick me. <laughs> yeah i literally love there's not a single i'm trying to think i'm like is there give you some juicy gossip is there somebody that i'm like nah i don't need to work with you again um, <laughs> no honestly i have like i have lucked out on the linda's wizards nessa's box I mean, like, Madame Morables. Like, I actually am friends with everybody that I have done the show with. Like, in L.A., my, my Bach Jai has my, is housing my car for me because he's, like, the sweetest human ever. And um, Chandra and I still go on hikes in L.A. Kara and I chat all the time. Amanda Jane and I chat all the time. Allie and I do concerts. I mean, like, I'm very, 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 very lucky that I really work with really great humans. Then how about, do you have a favorite memory from Wicked? That's a good question. Do I have a favorite memory? There's so many. Um, God, there are so many. I do think that, you know, it's something that was really cool was getting to shoot the commercial uh, and like when they like, transformed the whole theater and like had to bring in all all these huge cranes and like it was so glamorous and cool and like knowing that it was going to be me that I was going to be the face of like Wicked for the next 10 years and like shooting this awesome commercial and be new b-roll for the first time in like 10 years that was pretty 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 special and felt very um very magical I wonder if your parents brag every time you're on like a billboard in Times Square. Oh my God, absolutely. That's, yeah. Like when I was walking in Times Square and seeing that my face on t in Times Square, like on loop, like the video, like this massive jumbotron. And I'm like, that's me. And the other day I was in, I was in New York this weekend for something. And I came out of the 50th street subway and I haven't been there in a while. And there's my, my, me and Amanda Jane, you know, with our pride um, thing on uh, uh what are those things called? You know, where like, oh God, the newsstand. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I was like, oh my God. Like just like casually walking up and there I am. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's really cool. Like, that's like <laughs> yeah, like nobody knows who I am and nobody would know that that's me, but it's just still cool. Like, I'm like, that's, that's neat. Well, thank you for joining me for this interview. I appreciate it so much. So fun and such good questions, y'all. Thank you. I'm so impressed with Addison's journalism. She has a career in this. Yes. I want to be an author. Oh, oh. all right. Well, will you, hey. you have to sign up your first one and send it to us. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then we can like have a famous author signature. Yes. Deal.
Yes, I would love that. Uh, Hope you have a great rest of your night. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!